special draft episode of Prospects After Dark. I am your host. I am uh, Kyle Reese. Uh, not only are we celebrating the draft, but apparently we're celebrating the lead-in to uh, um, uh, the PlayStation 5 unveiling tomorrow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Look, uh, we've had some very interesting things happen in this chaotic first-round draft, uh, first round of the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, I wouldn't even, uh, uh, real fast, uh, um, uh, the baseball guy, I would take PCA over, um, uh, oh my god, I'm blinking, over Mitchell or uh, uh, whoever else. Anyways, a snazzy looking, thank you. Yeah, I am wearing my bow tie in honor of John Mazalock, who is hopefully about ready to outfit the Cardinals uh, with a tremendous player. Uh, let's see, looking like a snack from Pat B. Let's get ugly from Cracker Liquid. I love it. I love it. Chi-Town Cardinals, Kyle, what is happening? All right, so the, the first big surprise of the night comes, uh, I guess the first major surprise comes with what the Red Sox just did in uh, drafting Nick York. Hey, Bryce Jarvis off the board. Arizona takes Bryce Jarvis. You guys got to understand, I love Bryce Jarvis. I love that Bryce Jarvis. Uh, ball and ass outfit from Toon Dog. Kyle, just wear the bow tie only by the end of the night. I'm sure that's where we'll be. Red Sox won't even sign York. I don't know about that. I don't know. My guess is that they know that they're going to be able to get him way under slot. We'll see who they buy later. That organization has money. But then again, maybe they are punting for next year. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, who is the top five that I want right now? The top of my list is Garrett Mitchell. Uh, actually, Pete Crow Armstrong, who I took off the list for some reason. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, Garrett Mitchell, Tyler Soderstrom, and then it gets kind of dicey after that. But those are the guys where I am uh, uh, I am tuned into. Uh, the draft is drunk. Uh, so you guys know we've got some bourbon, Four Roses, Yellow Label. I don't have it. Colin Dunn says, so great to see you. So great to see you. You looking good, too, freaking cards. Uh, Cavalli or the guy from Georgia? Uh, so the guy from Georgia is Cole Wilcox, the big righty. Uh, uh, big slider, big fastball. One of the highest velocity fastballs in the draft. Um... Yeah, I, I had my choice. I'd say uh, uh, Cade Cavalli, the big righty from Oklahoma. That's who I like better of those two. But uh, for me personally, with two picks to go, uh, uh, 19th and 20th, the Mets and the Brewers, I'm, I'm fingers crossed for Garrett Mitchell or Pete Crow Armstrong. Uh, worst case scenario for me would be that one of those two, both of those two were taken before the Cardinals. But I, I got to tell you that if, if I'm in the Cardinals war room right now, and I know that they probably have guys higher than this, but if you're looking at having a guaranteed draft of either – Nick Bitsko or Pete Crow Armstrong or Garrett Mitchell or Kate Cavalli at 21. That's a big victory for the Cardinals. That's pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, let's see. I wanted Bryce Jarvis as a Cardinal. I did too. I'm surprised he went before the Cardinals. It makes me think that maybe Arizona can get him for maybe a little under slot, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, halfway to Chippendale territory, my man, from Matt Wright. Hey, what's up, Matt Wright? Yeah, by the end of the night, it's going to be total Chippendale. Uh, hello, Graham. Uh, Jay Hauser says, Bitsko will go to the O's at 30. They saved a ton for uh, Keston, or Heston Kierstead. Yeah, that's what, I think that's ideally what they would like. But remember, you're if you're doing that, you're banking that Bitsko isn't selected. Um, and you probably have fallbacks, which means maybe you're thinking Mason Wynn won't get uh, selected. Maybe you're thinking Tanner Witt won't get selected. And maybe you think that you – know, I'm saying that there's picks there that Bitsko could get taken in. But I think you're right. I think ideally that's what the O's were hoping for. Um, uh, Mets take Soderstrom. Is that – is that a fact? I have not paid any attention. And I, since I'm not on my phone, I'm doing my phone through this. I don't have my contacts streaming me information. Uh, so uh, uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. I know that there's some rumors that they are punting the draft, the Red Sox. 
Uh, that's interesting. Lance Dan says, sorry about Howard. Yeah, in the, uh, the fantasy baseball draft chat, uh, we might have mentioned that we were really hoping Ed Howard would become a St. Louis Cardinal. He's going to be a Chicago Cub, which is the worst possible outcome for me. Uh, love when Kyle touts a highlighter. Yeah, we're going to have a highlighter. Uh, we're going to have a wooden pen, uh, a booze. Uh, to everyone here on a draft episode of Prospects After Dark, I've been looking forward to this all year. We didn't get to do it last year because I was fortunate enough through my brother Scott to be a part of the uh, uh, at the uh, a Blue Stanley Cup game. So it's good to be back. We did it two years ago. We had a great crowd. We already have a great crowd. Bring your questions. Bring your thoughts. Who do you guys want at 21? Uh, we're going to have all kinds of draft coverage, all kinds of talk. I would remind everyone that tomorrow, when the Cardinals draft 54, 63rd, 70, and 93rd, I'm going to be live for that, too. That's a huge thing for the Cardinals, those picks. So we're going to have to stay up to date on that. I love you, too, Jay New. Good times. Let's go. Nice tucks, brother. From Hey, Randall Rhodes. No love for Bitsco from RD311. Uh, yeah, I, look, I love Bitsco. The rumor with Bitsco is that it's going to cost about $4 million to sign Nick Bitsco. And that might price him out of the Cardinals' range. Now, the Cardinals' pool for pick 21 is like $3.1 million. So that's where that gets a little bit dicey. Um, I am very on board for Nick Bitsko. I love Soderstrom. I love PCA. I love Cavalli. I like Beater. Uh, uh, I like Bitsko. I like uh, uh, I like them all. Uh, so what? So what we're drinking is I've got a cooler here actually that's leaking, which is fantastic, and I've got booze. Uh, I've got oh god, I've got beers. I've got beers in the cooler here. So what we're gonna do real fast uh, before we get to the Cardinals pick is I'm gonna crack the beer that's the Budweiser beer, official beer of the Cardinals. That's made in St. Louis for the St. Louis Hoosiers. Uh, we raise our glass to the Bud Select. I've got booze. I've got water. I've got booze. I've got water. Uh, cards are getting a hitter, I think. Yeah, we're going to wait and see. I think that there's a very good chance that the Cardinals go in that direction, too. Uh, but again, let's not get freaked out if it ends up being Cade Cavalli. Uh, let's not be freaked out if it ends up being catcher Siler, Tyler Soderstrom, uh, the prep catcher or uh, the, the collegiate catcher. Dylan Dingler, both of those guys are exciting. That's a good move for the Cardinals any way you cut it. So uh, we're in good shape. As Cardinal fans, we're in good shape. Soderstrom still on the board. Am I stupid for wanting Bitsko so bad? Absolutely not, Jay Noobs. Uh, Graham says, I want Cavalli. Yeah, uh, Pat B and I have talked about Cade Cavalli a lot. I like Cade Cavalli. That would be a great pick. He's done a lot to streamline his mechanics, which has been some concern in the past. But that would be a great pick, man. Uh, that would be an absolutely great pick. You can't ask for much more out of a 21 first overall pick than Cade Cavalli. Sitting in the room with Cavalli right now. Can't believe he's fallen this far. If you are, tell him uh, Cardinal Nation would love for him to be a part of us. Uh, not a fact. Hope. That's funny. Uh, Max Meyer looks filthy. Yeah, that uh, fastball slider combination of Meyer is great. Uh, probably the best one-two combo. I think there's an argument to be made that maybe Clayton Beater's curve fastball combo is something. But hey, Matt, what's up, buddy? Hey, Matt Strober, Austin Stone. Are we pouring one out for Howard tonight? No, no, now we have to hate Howard because he's a Cub. No, I'm joking. Support Ed Howard. That's a great kid who gets to stay a local. He's a Chicago area prep kid. I'm happy for him and his family, um, but I'm also upset that he's a Cub because that sucks. Hopefully they'll trade him for some bullshit pitcher in the, in the near future. Red Sox paying this year's draft picks with an EBT card. I like that. Uh, cheers to everyone. Uh, let's see. I made it. I made it. My weirdo cards family. That's right. 80 grade fat already. Hello, BQ train. Bits go. Bits go from cards conflict. Hooks bear says first pad since I got out of boot camp. So hooks bear. Welcome. I can Thank you so much for your service. Kyle, have you ever been an auctioneer and chill? I have not, but I love you, but I'm sure that I could do it. I am very, very talented. 
I am not at all. I'm an asshole. I'm pretty annoying. The biggest thing I want is a pitcher who comps to one of the Bennis brothers. Yeah. So uh, the way that I look at it is Cade Cavalli is the Andy Bennis of this draft. You know, um, uh, 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 Tanner Burns is the Allen Bennis of this draft. Uh, Clayton Beater would be the Adam Bennis of this draft. Uh, let's see. The, the Carmen Majinski would be the Aaron Bennis of this draft, who isn't real. Uh, 4.5, 4. 4. I heard for Bitsko. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about what Bitsko's number is. You're often exactly how I like my picture, Jesus, when saying grace. <laughs> I like that. Uh, what's the slot value at 21? It's like 3.1 and then some change. Yeah, cut this shit, Kyle. Who is Andy Bennis? Uh, I like Mitchell from Randall Rose. Yeah, Garrett Mitchell's one of my favorite players. He's tooled up. Uh, uh, PCA goes, the Mets take Pete Crow Armstrong. That's a bummer. That close. Uh, and that would have been a great pick for the Cardinals, and it's a great pick for the Mets. Good for the Mets fans. Who do you want? Uh, well, with PCA off the board, and I've got to start marking these guys. Uh, with PCA off the board, my number one is Garrett Mitchell and then Tyler Soderstrom and then Nick Bitsko, although Bitsko and Soderstrom are kind of interchangeable. Bitsko's a righty from the Pennsylvania area who reclassified early to be uh, to be a part of this draft. A little bit younger, a little bit more raw, but for being his age, he's pretty damn good. Matt Cuff says, Torque. Third baseman, uh, uh, Spencer Torque will send to you. Cavalli is my pick. Easy gasoline. Now, I do like Cade Cavalli. I like Clayton Beater if they went in that direction. You know, there's been some talk about the Cardinals drafting Austin Wells. I think that there's way more talented players on the board than Austin Wells, but he's a pretty compelling college catcher that's not going to catch long-term no matter what. Uh, with a good hitting tool. Someone uh, uh, someone here, Chad Abraham, says Dylan Dingler, cousin of Dirk Dingler? Uh, close, I think, but um, yes, he is. Fuck it, who cares? Uh, no, um, uh, I, I like Dylan Dingler a lot, the catcher who will stay catching, super athletic uh, catcher from Ohio State. Cole Wilcox would be disappointing with what is on the board. I, I don't know. You know, Cole Wilcox is a pretty talented player who's been on everyone's radar for multiple years. You know, when he was a prep player, he was a big deal. Now that he's at Georgia, he's a big deal. You know, maybe he goes back to school and ends up being a top five pick next year. I think that here's where I think we're at is I think outside of Mitchell, Bitsko and Soderstrom, I think the combination of Beater and Dingler and Burns and Cavalli and Wilcox and Sashoni and Kelly and Jones and Lofton and Majinski and Wells, Schuster, McMahon, Walker, Montgomery, they're all kind of in the same area on, on my book. Would Lofton be a reach? I wouldn't say Lofton would be a reach here. He's a little bit too sure of a thing. Uh, you know, I think that there's higher guys on the board. Now, I've, as I said in the podcast that my friend Ben Cerruti and I did over the weekend, and again, go to Birds on the Black and listen to that, with uh, having that in the rearview mirror with what's going on today, it might be a fun listen. But I, uh, I've really come to love and appreciate Nick Lofton more than I thought I would, and he's definitely won me over. Is it a reach? Again, I think, I think we're in that point where outside of Tyler Soderstrom and Garrett Mitchell, uh, you're talking about guys who are pretty well clustered in the same like talent group, just different variations of the same talent. Uh, personally, I think the Cardinals should draft me. I, I agree, Bryce Breeden. I think Mitchell is dating the Haley Cruz girl, so I want him for that alone. I don't even know who that is. Uh, aloha, Kyle. Hello, Victoria. How are you? Dylan Dingler goes in the name uh, Pantheon with Lars Newtbar. Dylan Dingler is a great name. It's a, a 70 grade baseball name. Patty Bat's girlfriend, Lordy. A girlfriend talent is strong. Did you see Bob Nightingale's tweet? No, I am fully focused on you, my loves. Uh, cheers, brother. Cheers to you, Randall. Uh, is the audio delay on ESPN irritating? I don't have it on. To be honest, uh, like I said earlier, um, I've, been, uh, I've been flipping back and forth between Twitter 
and my phone, which was blowing up with information, and my email, and just trying to stay on top of things. Uh, Brad Miller, Cardinals 2020 MVP, it could happen. Cracker Liquid says Randy Bennis. Yeah, a Tanner Burns would be the Randy Bennis of this draft. Mets take PCA. Yeah, that's I just saw that. That's a heartbreaking moment. Again, good for the Mets. Uh, but again, just one player off the board for the Cardinals. See, this is where it's tough. Think about it this way. If the Cardinals were drafting 19th, they could have just drafted Pete Crow Armstrong. And what was one of the things we talked about this weekend, just the difference in between your potential talent at drafting 19 and drafting 21st is crazy how quickly it falls off. Now, that's not to beat up uh, uh, Tyler Soderstrom or Kay Cavalli or uh, Garrett Mitchell or Tanner Burns or Nick Lofton or Jared Westbrook or, or Jared Westbrook, Jared, Jordan Westberg um, or whoever the Cardinals end up taking. It's just to say that, like, that's a huge fall off, really. And it, winning a couple extra games does that for you. Uh, Armando Bennis is a good one, too. I think Max Myers already signed a deal. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Look, Max Myers is a unique talent. That kid, uh, he's a hockey player. Anytime you ever hear that kid talk, he sounds like a, a power or a centerman. He sounds like um, Robert Thomas. Like, not to bring it full circle, not really. I'm sorry. But, yeah, he's good, and I, I hope that he gets into the system as soon as possible for them. Who do I got to fiddle-diddle to get official pad merch? All you got to do is go to Birds on the Black. Birds on the Black, their merchandise shop has pad merchandise. Go buy that stuff. Uh, the cup I'm drinking out of uh, supports a charity. Go buy one of those. Um, I, more than the miners, I believe is what the name of the charity is. I always butcher it because I'm going a 1,000 miles a minute. Miles a minute? A minute to mile. Uh, what was you like? What makes you like Soderstrom so much? So I get the concern with uh, the prep catcher, but that's because I don't view him as a long-term prep prep catcher i view him as a third baseman maybe an outfielder i view that as a fundamentally sound bat like for me soderstrom's bat is on a different level than nolan gorman's it, it's a little bit more pure uh, a little bit stronger of a contact and hit tool not the power of gorman of course not but there's a solid foundation to build on and it's a beautiful swing that will go uh, uh in nearly every direction on the field there's something special in that bat now if you waste too much time trying to develop him as a catcher, you might max out his bat too early uh, and, and lower its potential. But I think, you know, I think if he early on, he shows that he can't catch in the Cardinal system. And I do think that there's a chance he'll be able to catch in the Cardinal system. Um, then you make a quick turn. Uh, Garrett Mitchell off the board. That one hurts me. God, that hurts me. All right. Uh, oh man. Future D back hall of famer, Seth beer. You guys know, I love that Seth beer. Someone feel free to tell me what he said. I'm getting another beer before the pick bow tie uh, looks better on you than Mo. Oh, boy. Cardinals are on the clock. All right, guys, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit so we can get to the get to the deal. Is there a limit on money spent on uns, undrafted free agents from Matt Stromer? No. The only thing that they, they have a max of 20K per undrafted free agent signed. They can sign a million and a half of those guys if they like. Now, I believe personally it's going to be hard to sign those guys. I think a lot of guys are going to bet on themselves. They're either going to go back to college uh, or, pardon me, or they're going to go the JUCO route. Or maybe they go and play overseas. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, God, the Garrett Mitchell hurt pick hurts me. It hurts me so, so much, guys. It hurts me so, so much. Um, and now my phone's blowing up, and I think I might be getting some information on who it is, but I can't check. Oh, God, God. I'll say it's Tyler Soderstrom. I don't think it's Tyler Soderstrom, but with what's left on the board as I cross off Garrett Mitchell, uh, I'll say Tyler Soderstrom. Now, it could be interesting, right? They could draft Nick Bitsko, and I know that Nick Bitsko was high on their board. They could draft Nick Bitsko and then get creative with the rest of the draft. We're going to have to wait and see. But for me, on the top of my board is Nick Bitsko and Tyler Soderstrom. 
and then it's like Clayton Beater, Dylan Dingler, and then a cluster of people. Oh, man. Mitchell to the Brewers hurts, guys. Mitchell, uh, gotta, Jay Frank the Tank says, got to go find some ADHD medicine to keep up with Kyle. That's how it is. Every prospect's after dark. Uh, Cavalli or Soderstrom? I like uh, – so it's it's two different talks. Like, I, if you want a hitter that's going to take a little bit of work to get there, and if you have patience, maybe you can develop him as a catcher. Maybe he's an outfielder, but with an advanced bat for a high school uh, a prep player, you go Soderstrom. But if you want another pretty strong – um, uh, college right-handed pitcher with a great, a good curveball and a good slider, a, a strong fastball that's kind of flat sometimes, you go Cade Cavalli. Cracker Lickfit says, that shirt better come off or you getting more ugly guy picks. Bring those ugly guy picks. Uh, did Cubbies reach? No, no. The Cubbies had something fall into their lap, in my opinion. I love Ed Howard. That was a great pick for them. Team SDL says, who do you think we take now? Uh, again, I personally believe... Who would I take? I'd take Bitsko, depending on what number he was looking for, if I thought I could get it done. After that, honestly, for me, it's it's Cavalli, Beater, Soderstrom, Dingler. Uh, again, what I'm concerned about, and I only mean it in a very uh, a very soft way, um, I like Austin Wells, but Austin Wells kind of falls into the, the uh, 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 Justin Foskey mold for me. Like, he's fine. He's fine, but I want a little bit more at that pick. It could be him. It could be Nick Lofton. Look, I'm excited about the people that are available here for the Cardinals. Uh, that's uh, that's very, very good. Uh, Magnurus Bennis. Hey, my brother Mike is here. Hello, Michael. How are you? Um, so as we watch and we wait and we see what's about ready to happen, we've got the draft tracker up. What I'll say is who I would take here if I'm the St. Louis Cardinals and I do the things that the old school St. Louis Cardinals regimes would do, uh, I would probably take Cade Cavalli here. Now, if it were me... Uh, I would probably get a little bit aggressive. I'd probably do some some weird stuff. I would think about taking Tyler Soderstrom. I'd think about taking Dylan Dingler. Uh, and I personally like Clayton Beater. It's kind of a bummer that the Cardinals don't have another pick until uh, pick 54 because there is still so much talent on the board. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, I don't have the slightest idea. No way, right? Uh, don't punk pick, please. No, that's – so I have it on pretty good authority that the Cardinals have no desire to punt their pick. They seem pretty set on um, spending their draft pool. And don't be surprised if they go five over, too. That's kind of what the Cardinals do. Five percent over. That's how much they have. Uh, you look handsome from Holy Fuck, That's My Bro. Thank you, Scott. My brother Scott gave me the bow tie. Uh, Zach Curtley again. That's funny. Yeah, go ahead and draft Zach Curtley. That poor guy just got released. Pour one out for a former fifth-round draft pick, Zach Curtley. Hello, Noah. How are you? Uh, Jay Frank the Tank says, ah, Okay. They were down on him on ESPN, just figured it fit with their old habits of athletic, no-hitting shortstops. VHS, what's up, bud? Poor Ed Howard's Cubs tenure is off to a rough start. Oh, what happened? What happened? I haven't heard. I, I don't I don't know what's going on there. That's my bad. I. It's a bummer. Oh, holy cow. Did the Cardinals just draft Jordan Walker? Hold on. Hold on. I think the Cardinals might have just drafted Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker, holy cow. Wow, Cardinals go off the board just a little bit uh, as we get to meet Michelle Jackson and Nurse in D.C. here. Uh, so Jordan Walker is the big-time third-base prospect. Uh, that one throws me for a loop, fam. That one throws me for a loop. That's awesome stuff. Look, I like Jordan Walker a lot. And you know what? Um, uh, so this is funny, too, because just two years ago when we were doing this, the Cardinals drafted Nolan Gorman, a third baseman, and it kind of took me off guard. I didn't expect it. There was a little talk today that came out 
about Jordan Walker becoming a member of the St. Louis Cardinals, and I did not expect it to happen. Uh, this is a totally high upside pick. This kid has legitimate power to all fields. He's a big boy, six foot five. There's some people who think he might stick at third. Uh, I believe he'll stick at third. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, beautiful swing, great frame to build into, does a lot, has good wheels. I mean, it's not like it's not super fast, but he has good wheels, great athleticism, power to all fields. Um, you know, it's I, I like it. I like it a lot. Like, I like Tyler Soderstrom. Uh, I like Nick Bitsko. This tells me probably that Bitsko's price is too much. Um, I like uh, I, I like Cade Cavalli. But, man, this is, again, a, a ballsy pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, in past years, this goes to show you that Randy Flores does what he thinks is best. Now, I would suggest that Cade Cavalli is probably the one that would be the guy who fell to them. Uh, but, you know, uh, this, man, it's just a good pick. I don't know what else to say. Uh, Decatur, Georgia, uh, a Duke commit. Now, Duke's one of those schools that's hard to get a commit out of. Uh, but I would suggest, knowing what I know about the St. Louis Cardinals, that they uh, they have a pretty good intel that uh, uh, um, they have pretty good intel that uh, he's going to sign. I am not um, I'm not as down on this pick as maybe some other people will be. You know, um, is it a bit of a reach? Yeah, we'll see what they do with their la- their picks later on. I think that this could be a signal that maybe they get aggressive uh, somewhere uh, somewhere down the line. Uh, let's see. Walker, 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 Jordan Walker, Walker, Walker. Laugh my eyes off. What? Wow. Hey, Kyle, uh, Jordan Walker. What? Yes, sir. Jordan Walker. Ha ha. The pure reaction was great. Uh, we don't have any third baseman coming up. Yeah, but here's the thing. You, you never draft for need. Uh, if you're drafting for need, you're doing something very, very wrong with your draft. You draft the guy who's the best on your board. Uh, maybe gives you the most value. Uh, look, I think he's going to stick at third. He kind of reminds me of Cabrian Hayes, but with more power. You know, maybe he ends up being like a Josh Bell in the long run uh, uh, to some degree. Um, but, yeah, he's something like that. I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe Matt Olson, if he can really get his defense in line. Uh, but he has the athleticism there to stick at third. Um, see, they didn't fall to him. Uh, he didn't fall to them, rather. But I think it's a, it's a good pick. Again, I like Clayton Beater. I like Kate Cavalli. I like Tyler Soderstrom. I like Nick Bitsko a lot. Um, but I don't think that this is maybe as bad of a pick as some other people uh, might. I don't think it's a great – like, I don't think it's a, you know, a definite knockdown. There's some risk here. There's some some pretty heavy inherent risk as this cooler keeps leaking. Uh, there's some pretty heavy inherent risk there. Um, but, yeah. Again, everybody who tells you now that the Cardinals have a philosophy of going easy uh, uh, college pitching is absolutely wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's exciting. What, what do we want to do? Time for me to buy Jordan Walker cards. That's right, and she'll go get those uh, Jordan Walker cards. You know, the other thing about uh, a Jordan Walker, so I, I didn't expect Jordan Walker, so I've kind of been delaying. The other thing about Jordan Walker, as I mentioned that he went to Duke, is that that's a brilliant kid. That's a gym rat. That was one of the guys that we talked about on uh, this weekend about being a gym rat, somebody who might have improved their stock. I think our buddy Ben Cerruti was on top of that before even I was. Uh, gym rat, smart kid. I want to say he was going to go to MIT, too, or some MIT classes. I don't remember. Uh, but he is he's a smart kid. Uh, again, one of the things that the Cardinals do uh, that they've done since Randy Flores is they invest in – uh, they invest in like high character people and Jordan Walker is a high character person. You know, uh, I don't do comps particularly well. Um, uh, yeah, I don't do comps. Well, I'm sorry about that. Parents attended MIT and Harvard. That's right. I knew it was something like that. Uh, Flores is like, ha, take that Kyle. You don't know anything. I love it. 
looks like Capacito from Jay Frank. Uh, Mark ha Mark Hayden says positions don't really matter uh, now since there's a DH. Positions have never mattered. Look, uh, there's no guarantee Montero's best fit is at third. Maybe his first opportunity ends up being at first base and he sticks there. Maybe Nolan Gorman's first opportunity is in center field and he sticks there. Uh, maybe Evan Mendoza is a super utility player. Maybe Malcolm Nunez never makes it. You draft the best guy on the board. If you're here saying that, oh, like we don't have enough catchers. Oh, we don't have enough third baseman. Oh, we don't have enough pitching. No, you don't. You never have enough talent. You go get the guy that you like the best. Uh, shocking pick, but I like it. Welcome to the club, kid. I'm with you. Just a backup plan if we don't get Arenado. That's right. Uh, now, again, Jordan Walker is going to take a little bit of time to get to, uh, to the majors. Like, he's a smart kid. He's a hard worker. He's going to do everything that you ask him to do. The power is raw. It's also played in game. He has a strong arm at third base. He's a good fielder. Uh, still needs to get better at third. As some of the same complaints that we heard about Nolan Gorman over at third apply to Jordan Walker. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like that they went right-handed bat. I I'm glad they didn't go left-handed bat. I think they've toyed with that enough. Uh, if the best player available was left-handed bat, I would have been fine with it, but I like Jordan Walker. Does this make Gorman more expendable in saying Arenado swap? I do not believe so. I think, again, I think we're looking too much into it uh, at that point. I don't think we have any idea about what the state of baseball is going to look like. All of these owners are tight. Uh, we know Mr. DeWitt's pretty – not tight. That's not fair. But we know Mr. DeWitt is preaching uh, concern about potential money coming in. And I wouldn't su suspect that he'd take on much money in the way of salary for Nolan Arenado. So I think we have to wait to see what the landscape of baseball looks like as the Washington Nationals take Cade Cavalli. Uh, the landscape of baseball financially looks like before we start talking about trade potential. I don't think he's anything like Cabrian Hayes defensively. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get it, Chi-Town Cardinals. Uh, I think that that was a cop-out on my part. Uh, pretty pretty bad comp, if I'm being completely honest. I guess what I'm saying is uh, he has a strong arm, right? He, he's not as ath like as laterally athletic as Cabrian Hayes, uh, but I do think that uh, I, I think that he has staying power, and I think he has the potential to be a pretty good third baseman. Uh, come on, Walker. I barely know her. Is this the year Bohart finally sticks in the bigs? Heard he's seeing the curve better. Ooh, I heard he's throwing the curve better. Uh, committed to Duke. That's right. Walker, what up, dog? Go bad. This feels like a Carlson pick again. Again, a smart kid. Uh, Eric Jordan from uh, uh, NMDSIUE. Uh, that's right. Uh, uh, Cloud Kareem, I know teams don't draft based on position, but we're stacked at third base. Yeah, and, you know, the funny thing is in a, a, a year's time, it could end up that they're not stacked at uh, uh, third base. Uh, hold on. We, I got to respond to somebody on Twitter. We are doing it on pad. Sorry. Somebody asked me for a scouting report on Jordan Walker. Uh, yeah, that, that's my scouting report on Jordan Walker. Hold on. All right. Uh, so how good is he? There's a lot of raw potential in Jordan Walker. It's not present fully right now. The power seems legitimate. It seems to all fields. He, again, he's a hard worker. Uh, how good is he? I think that we might look back at some point and say it's a reach at 21, especially with some of the people that are on the board. Uh, but I don't think it's a bad move at all. Uh, again, th there's work to be done there. Um, and we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Uh, maybe part of the Arenado trade. Jesus Christ. Uh, Walker has great length, maybe a corner outfielder. Arm looks good. Yeah, Walker, again, has a strong arm. Uh, he moves really well over at third base. Don't underestimate how good he is moving at third base. Uh, 
again, the Cardinals, let's look at it this way, right? Let's move backwards, work backwards for the Cardinals. They've turned Aliris Montero along with Aliris Montero. Uh, the, the Cardinals and Aliris Montero have turned Aliris Montero into a pretty good defensive third baseman. They're working towards turning Nolan Gorman into a pretty good third baseman. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to think this type of kid cannot play third base. But you know what? If it's power manifest early, you can always put him in a corner. Uh, again, there are guys on the board that I might have liked a little bit more, but I'm all about Jordan Walker. I like it. Do you think they'll actually get him signed? Yeah, the Cardinals wouldn't have drafted him there if they couldn't get him signed. Remember, the Cardinals are in a rough spot because if they don't get him signed, then they lose $3.1 million that they can spend on the rest of their picks. Now, more than likely, Jordan Walker might go for a little under slot, maybe a couple hundred thousand. Who knows? Uh, maybe he goes for slot. I don't really have a feeling for that either. I would assume the Cardinals signed him because or draft him because they know that they could sign him. Uh, I'd say always take best available because best case scenario, there's always a minimum three years out. Yeah, yeah. just get as much talent into the organization as possible. Coach Owsley says Cavalli to Washington. Uh, name one Cardinals prospect with bigger thighs than Brett Wallace. Uh, not a prospect. Ryan Helsley's thighs are maybe about the same size as those, those thunder thighs on Brett Wallace. Um, other than that, I'll say Luke and Baker. CWEB521 says, give me all the young third base power prospects. I, I'm with you. Like, I don't have as much of a problem with that pick here. Um, I, oh, Arizona. Oh, Arizona State. Sorry, Hackma. Um, uh, yeah, give me all the young third base power prospects. Zach Cox equals Bizarro Brett Wallace. That was a rough couple years. I thought Brett was going to be the truth. Yeah, we all thought that at the very least he'd be able to move to second base and hit like we thought, or we saw um, uh, 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 fucking um, Colton Wong. See, I've got prospects in my mind, and I'm doing stuff. Uh, hold on. I'm fine with it. Uh, let's see. Just got here. Love the tie. Hey, Carpenter Dingers, what's up? We also need to keep in mind that Gorman Montero or even Walker now can be a DH. And again, like, Gorman has the athleticism to play the outfield. I bet Montero could get buried in left field. Look, Marcelo Zuna played left field last year. And Jordan Walker has a ton of athleticism, too. You know, maybe in five years or four years when Paul Goldschmidt's contract's up, Nolan, uh, Nolan Gorman moves to first and Walker takes over at third. Maybe Walker plays first and Gorman's at third. No telling what happens. Get the guys in the system and figure it out from there. I saw a video of Walker playing 1B. Is that possible down the road from John Greco? Yeah, uh, definitely possible down the road. Definitely corner outfield potential, too. Cracker Liquid says Scott Siebel will have his revenge. Wow, Carson Tucker, 23. Wow, Carson Tucker, 23. Uh, that's crazy. So the part of the reason why the Indians take Carson Tucker, the Indians love prep players, and uh, he's super athletic, and he's willing to go under slot. Really interesting there. Uh, he plays first base in four years when Goldie's gone, as Cardspan71 says. Benjamin Orr says he plays first also, Walker, that is. Yeah, like, uh, you know, again, don't invest too much in what they're doing in showcase circuits. Uh, invest more into um, other stuff. Now, it is interesting that Tyler Soderstrom is still out there because it makes me wonder if maybe he's a hard sign. Uh, Walker reminds me of George Hendrick. I don't know much. I don't know enough about George Hendrick to make that claim, but uh, Fairfield Brad thinks so. Cloud Kareem says, well, one thing certain Randy Flores loves high upside picks in the first. I'm with you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like it. I like it. I, I wish that sometimes... Well, okay, let's do it this way, right? In, in 2016, they took Delvin, Dylan Carlson, and Dakota Hudson with the first-round picks. No first-round picks in 17. Uh, then in 18, they take Gorman. In 19, they take Zach Thompson. 
Uh, what I know is he's not afraid to go high upside in one of the first two rounds. And, and that makes me happy. Uh, again, I don't have my thoughts about Trajan Fletcher. Here's the, let me put it this way. Jordan Walker is way better on every level, level than Trajan Fletcher. He's not as athletic as Trajan Fletcher, but athleticism only gets you so far. Uh, uh, give, me, uh, give me Jordan Walker over uh, uh, Trajan Fletcher any day. So was Walker a top 30 talent in your opinion? I had Walker 34th on my board. I had Walker 34th on my board. And I got to start marking these guys out or else I'll, uh, I'll forget them. Uh, let's see, four or five picks tomorrow. The Cardinals will have six picks tomorrow. The, tomorrow, the Cardinals, and we'll be live for prospects after dark. Tomorrow, uh, uh, tomorrow for picks 54, 63, 70, 93, 122, uh, and 152. I probably won't be live for 122 and 152, but definitely for the, fir the first four. Don't forget to drink your beer, sweetie. Thank you, Tyler Herman. Uh, Tyler Thurman, I mean. Thank you. I think my cooler's leaking, guys. That's not good. Uh, was Walker a good pick? It wasn't a bad pick. You know, sometimes... So let me put it this way, right? I had Bitsko and Soderstrom ranked uh, one and two there. And then I had... Beater, Cavalli, and Dingler kind of in the same boat with some other guys. But I think that once you get past, like, the Beater, Cavalli, and Dingler, you're talking about guys who are kind of all lumped together, just different types uh, of the same potential, if that makes sense. You just have to choose which guy you like. It's a muddled group. Uh, 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 it's a muddled group there. Is Jared Kelly not signing? Now, I keep an eye on Jared Kelly. Uh, you know, there's a couple teams here who are going to get draft picks uh, at a reduced price. And don't be surprised if Jared Kelly finds his way to the Red Sox or something. Like, it, Red Sox are going to save some money with that Nick York pick if they're not punting it. And I don't know if they are. I don't. I have no idea. Again, I, it's just you and me here. I, I'm. I, I have very little idea what's going on elsewhere. Uh, but yeah. So between the Orioles and then uh, the Marlins have a lot of money still. And I mean, he could very well sign. It's just some of these teams are going to have to get creative to, for it to happen. But. You know, aside from one of those teams with a big bonus pool, drafting him here in the next couple picks, the next 10 picks or 15 picks or whatever it is, um, the next 14 picks, probably not. I wouldn't think so. Uh, J.P. Hill. Paul Goldschmidt plays longer than Yachty. Changed my mind. Uh, no one plays longer than Yachty because Yachty will outlast the game of baseball. J.P. Hill card says Derek Lee as a third baseman worked as a comp. You know, honestly, this is a cop-out, but I don't remember Derek Lee enough at third base. Um, oh, uh, the first baseman, Derek Lee? No. So, again, Derek Lee was a monster hitter. I, I never feel comfortable about declaring somebody uh, a, a monster hitter like the career of a, a, a Derek Lee. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not bad. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, you know, let me, let me step back, J.P. Hill. That's not bad. I want to see more Walker. I, I, let me rephrase. I want to see more Walker. Now that's that's where I'm at. I just don't feel like I know enough about Walker. Uh, I, I want to see more of him before I, I, I make I, I say one way or the other. Could Walker play second from Pup Scooby? Uh, I wouldn't think so, but he seems athletic enough. Look, if Mike Moustakis can play second, uh, if Matt Carpenter can play second, then I suspect that any kid is smart. Um, uh, 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 any smart kid might might be able to play second uh, if used properly with the ships and such. GM Gersh says, Randy Flores is my hero. Yeah, again, this is a solid pick. Uh, where would the kid land in your prospect rankings now? Man, I don't even remember what my dirty 35 looks like, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let me think about it a little bit. Uh, let me pull it up, because honestly, I don't have any idea what that thing looks like anymore. 
Tomorrow is going to be so fun from Cloud Kareem. Yeah, and again, if you are in here right now, I would recommend that you show up tomorrow. The draft starts tomorrow at 4. We'll probably go live about 4.30. They'll fly through those first 10 or 15 picks, uh, and we'll see it from there. Um, J. Frank the Tank says, who would give a little rise in your trousers tomorrow? Need to do some research at lunch. Uh, man, you know, I like I like so many people. You know, we have to wait and see who gets drafted here tonight. Like, there's chaos abound, and we need to be respectful of it. You know, I'd probably put him, I'd probably put Walker between, maybe, maybe 11th between Malcolm Nunez and Johan Oviedo. That's probably where I'd put Walker as of right now. Uh, who would give a little rise in your trousers tomorrow? Oh, so, you know, uh, like other guys that I really like, depending on who gets drafted, uh, I like Drew Bowser, although he probably isn't going to sign. Uh, I like Nick Garcia, um, Division Three kid, who's going to go early because he's filthy. I like Hudson Haskins. I like Gage Workman. I like uh, uh, C.J. Van Eyck. Uh, Tanner Witt, if he isn't drafted, but I've got a feeling he's going to be drafted. Kevin Parada, the catcher, is a really interesting uh, a player that's going to take a big bonus probably to uh, woo away from a uh, college commitment. Uh, but yeah, like those are just some guys. If you're talking a little bit deeper, like I like David Calabrese, the outfielder from, um, uh, from uh, uh, Canada. I like Owen Casey, the first baseman outfielder from, from Canada. I like uh, Nuwagu from uh, Michigan. I like Alaric Soleri from Tennessee. Soler. I like Parker Chavers from Coastal Carolina, a left-handed outfielder. I like Jesse Franklin, a left-handed outfielder from Michigan. I like Tyler Gentry, a right-handed outfielder from Alabama. I like, like I said, Hudson Haskins, who is a monster from Tulane, one of my favorites. From the pitching side, I like Cole Henry a lot. I would imagine that Cole Henry won't be there at 54. The LSU righty, who's dealt with some arm issues but is absolutely filthy. I like him a lot. You know, the two kids from Miami, uh, McMahon and Sashoni, like, I would like for both of them to fall, but they're not. I would imagine that here in the next five or six picks, they're taken. Uh, and, and then other than that, like, going deep, deep sleeper. Um, I mean, there honestly, there are just so many guys that, that I, I like late. I like Dax Fulton, who is a, a lefty, and he won't go late. He might be in the 54 range. He might go before that. But, like, I like Dax Fulton, who is a lefty, six foot six lefty, prep lefty with a big curveball. Uh, I like Alex Santos, the righty from the New York area with a big fastball. I like um, uh, 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 Adam Seminaris uh, from Long Beach State, the, uh, the lefty, who's kind of like the junior version of Reed Detmers to a degree. I like him a lot. Um, man, I just, like, this is. This is, and that's kind of what I'm getting at with the pick of Alejandro Rosario, the righty with sub amazing uh, arm speed, the prep righty with Alejandro Rosario, the righty with amazing uh, uh, arm speed. I like him a lot. Um, but this is kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I think that between the range of like 20 to maybe even 50 on the board, uh, I think you're talking about uh, uh, like guys who are similar, but you just pick. You pick your favorite, if that makes sense. So uh, there, there's a lot of guys like that. Um, uh, Kyle Harrison, prep, uh, prep lefty. Zach Deloche, you guys know I love Zach Deloche. We'll see what happens with our good friend Jordan Westberg. Ian Seymour is a name that we've heard associated with the Cardinals a lot. Nick Swiney, uh, Swinney uh, from NC State, lefty. Logan Allen from uh, Florida Atlantic, a lefty. 
Um, uh, Sam Weather, uh, Weatherly from Clemson, a lefty. He's been rumored to the Cardinals quite a bit. Um, we'll see how the board goes. Look, we've had the first round has been kind of crazy. It's definitely unpredictable, and there's no telling what the rest of it looks like. So those are just some names that I'm thinking of. The natural might as well go all in with these huge 1B3Bs uh, and take Blaze Jordan. Man, uh, I don't think – Blaze Jordan's probably going to want too much money. Blaze Jordan has the Juco route written all over him. As the Braves select Jared Schuster, the lefty from Wake, who cleaned up his mechanics. Like, Schuster's a good pitcher. That's a great pick for the Braves. Uh, Rays take Bitsko. Bitsko off the board to Tampa. Wow. Where is the top 20 uh, prospects? Where in the top 20? So I hope I answered that uh, uh, great beyond. Uh, Derek Lee is the comp for someone I saw on Twitter. Uh, bits go to Tampa Bay. Wow. Uh, when, with the minors being canceled, where do these drafted players go this year? You know, John Greco, I think that there's a sentiment that instead of there being like a uh, uh, spring training, they'll probably get extended, like uh, an early extended spring training in Florida. Uh, you know, maybe... Like, they, they, did, they did the rookie camp starting in January this year or whatever. Like, maybe do the rookie camp at uh, Roger Dean starting in, like, uh, December. We'll see when baseball gets fired up. You know, uh, more than likely you're talking about expanded fall leagues. Maybe expanded fall leagues go right into uh, uh, spring training, early spring training for the prospects or instructionals or whatever you want to call it. I think that's the most likely thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, for real, Bitsko is about as good of a pick for the Rays as possible. And, you know, Bitsko, the Rays, like everybody's a Rays pick, right? They're just so good. H. Freer says, if you only knew how close Cavalli was to being the pick. Uh, I, I wish it was Cavalli. That's a bummer. Um, oh, look, I love Kate Cavalli. It would have been a great pick at 21. I'm rooting for Jordan Walker. I like him a lot. Um, but that's a bummer. That, I mean, that's a really bummer. I would love to know how that went. I bet you the Nationals feel pretty good about getting Cavalli right after that. Hopefully they can get – Cloud Kareem makes a good point. Hopefully the Cardinals can get Walker under slot. Yeah, that could very well happen. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, let's see. Tank the season and take Tanner Carlson first overall next year from Quinn. We love that Carlson family. Uh, Blaze is an 80 power in Juco, but I don't know if he translates to MLB. Yeah, Blaze Jordan, uh, who hits 500, four, 500 foot home runs on uh, in, in exhibitions and in contests. You know, I, I would recommend if I was his advisor, I would tell him to go the Juco route, uh, see what he can do uh, and hope for the best. Oh, that's funny. Love that Jaden Cole. Uh, Soderstrom would be cool in Oakland. Oakland's not going to spend any money. Uh, that's funny. So that's where we're at. A quick reset. Uh, uh, let, let's spend some time really thinking it over. All right. Uh, what do we want to do? I guess. Oh, so somebody also said, um, uh, somebody said, oh, I love Jay, no Jay Nob said, I love Calabrese. Yeah, I like him too. You know, um, this is something I don't want anyone to tweet out that I'm sure will come backfire because the poor kid has already liked the tweet where I trashed him. And I didn't mean to trash him because he's a fine player, but, uh, the, the prep, Outfielder Enrique Bradfield, who's all speed and all defense, kind of reminds me of Magnaris Sierra. Um, that's one guy that I'm not exactly interested in the Cardinals taking. Um, I mentioned Burl Caraway, uh, the reliever out of Dallas Baptist, who has got his curveball looking better and his fastball up in 99. I just, I, he's a reliever with huge walk potential. Um, that's amazing. Thank you for that. Um, with huge walk potential. And I'm not going to take a reliever with, like, one of my top 
three or four picks. There's just no way. If I'm going to do that, I'm just going to get a righty instead of like, he can't be a loogie anymore. That nullifies some of his value. Uh, Braves take Schuster, tank the season for Tanner Carlson, uh, Sidestrom in Oakland. Walker has a lot of power for a compact stroke. Straight through the ball, not a ton of leg kick. Again, like, so his swing gets long, as you would expect from any six-foot-five prep player. That's a lot of mass, man. That's a lot of mass. But that's a lot of power, too. And there's not a whole lot of wasted movement. I was trying to explain it over the weekend during the, uh, the draft prep uh, podcast. But, you know, when you're long, when you're that tall, like your arms get a little longer and they get a little wider. And it's hard to get all the way around. But for being as big as he is to keep it as compact as he has, uh, th- you know, that's, that's a big positive. I-, I think it's a good building block to build on. Again, like, as raw as he is, he's not necessarily as much of a sure thing at third as Nolan Gorman was. And remember, there were questions about Nolan Gorman's ability to play third. Uh, but I think he's, I like, I like Walker about as much as I like Gorman at this stage in his career, uh, as compared to Gorman at that stage in his, uh, Walker, Jordan Walker for Spencer Torkelson straight up. Who says no third, big third baseman for big third baseman. Uh, remember when Sierra broke Eno Slaughter's hit streak record? Yeah. Baseball's a weird sport. Uh, RD three one one says Jordan Walker is six foot five, 200 pounds. Beef the kid up to two fifty. And let him drop 50 dongs a year as a DH. That's an athletic frame. You wouldn't even need him to put 50 pounds on. You know, you give him two good off-seasons and he's put 20, 25 pounds of pure muscle on, just like Nolan Gorman did entering this off-season, or entering this spring training. And you're talking about a guy who's who's maxed out, who's done some pretty amazing work uh, with his body to get to his raw power potential. Um, again, look, I... I love Tyler Soderstrom. I love Kate Cavalli. Look at this. The A's have actually taken Tyler Soderstrom. I'll be damned. There was a lot of rumor that the A's were going to get really cute and punt their pick a little bit. Um, and it's nice to see them actually taking somebody that talented. I have reports that Walker's body added some bad weight this spring. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely those reports. Um, I, again, remember, when you're talking about high schoolers adding bad weight, you know, that's, I mean... There's no such thing as really bad weight when it comes to high schoolers. You're not talking about a kid who put on Vladimir Guerrero-type weight. Uh, he put on a little extra weight, and it was noticeable, but it wasn't like something you were concerned about. It wasn't like uh, the amount of weight that Malcolm Nunez has put on in two years. And he, from what I understand, he's already taken it off. I could be wrong about that, but uh, last I heard, the reports that I got were that he was uh, he was in pretty good uh, physical shape. Soderstrom to Oakland. That's amazing. Probably betting that he won't sign. He'll be a Bruin. Yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. So I, that was the one thing I didn't think about when I said that a minute ago about Tyler Soderstrom. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what Oakland's going to do. You know, uh, man, Oakland had a bad look these last couple weeks, as did the Angels. Uh, and uh, But, you know, the thing about that is with the Angel, or with the with the A's, say that they punt that pick, they get the 26th overall pick next year, and it's going to be a good draft next year from, you know, for all intent and purpose. Um, 26 is not like a pick that you would punt for. I mean, maybe you do, but I guess if you pick fifth and then you pick 26 or pick first and then pick 26, then uh, it's a pick worth punting for. But uh, I just think you can do uh, uh, you can do more with that pick. I do think that there's a chance that Tyler Soderstrom ends up at UCLA. All right. Well, that uh, that was exciting. You know, it's kind of boring that they only have one pick, and I wondered how this would go. Um, 
you know, I guess we'll take a look at the Dirty 35 again. So just looking at the Dirty 35, right, I have Oviedo 10, I have Malcolm Nunez 11, Jake Woodford 12, Angel Rondon 9. You know, I'd probably slot him, like I said, I'd probably slot Jordan Walker in between Nunez and Oviedo. I like him better than Nunez. Um, I don't like him as much as Oviedo, not right now at this point. Definitely high upside. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I, here's the other thing is we know that people are going to pan the Jordan Walker pick. We know that people aren't going to be super excited about it. Uh, why? Because he wasn't up on draft boards and uh, he didn't fall to them. And, again, I, I can't I, – I mean it. Um, sorry. Uh, completely blanked out. And I mean it when I say that, like, I get it. Uh, but eh, who cares? Who cares? No, uh, I would have loved for it to have been Kate Cavalli. I would have loved for it to have been Tyler Soderstrom. Uh, but I do like the Jordan Walker pick. And, you know, we do know uh, this pretty well proves that um, uh, Randy Flores has a type. And it's a super athletic potential power hitter. You know, his swing does get long. Again, he kind of crouches in his swing a little bit. Uh, but but maybe he ends up, again, being a right-handed hitting um, – uh, I, I don't know. He's going to be good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It caught me off guard. I did not expect Jordan Walker to be that pick at all. And, you know, we've heard a bunch of stuff all, all these last couple days. Um, we've listened. Yeah. Ben already says he's listening right now. Uh, this is not the time to be listening as I scuffle and scuffle and scuffle. We've heard a lot of news the last couple days. Jordan Walker was one of the names that was kind of thrown out earlier today. Uh, swing gets a little bit long. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, maybe maybe he ends up being a right-handed version of Josh Bell who can actually play third. Uh, and that's kind of what you're hoping. Uh, he keeps his swing in the zone a little long. He keeps his swing in the zone long. Sometimes it gets a little, um, like, right-handed version of Dexter Fowler-ish. Not, like, full-on right-handed version of Dexter Fowler-ish because he's bigger. Well, because he has good size. Um, but, uh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, again, not a, not a burner, but good speed. Let's see. Uh, if you're thinking money saving, though, uh, yeah. Oakland also has, I think, the number three catching prospect, right? Uh, is the comp round not happening? Yeah, uh, the comp round is happening. Comp round A. Uh, so the first 37 picks are happening tonight. Picks 38 through 160 uh, will will end the evening. Twins take Aaron Sabato. Aaron Sabato, hold on. I need, I need booze. I need water. I'm parching up. Sorry. Aaron Sabato is a big right-handed first baseman from uh, North Carolina. Uh, there is some real power there. In-game power, raw power, 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 power. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's an interesting pick. There were a lot of rumors that Aaron Sabato was going to go to Texas. I'm too distracted. I have too much stuff going on. I apologize. I never do that. Uh, that, that he was going to go to Texas. They went Foscue instead. Uh, that's really interesting. And uh, so now the Twins take Sabato. It, you know, I think most people think that it won't take Sabato that long to get to the major leagues. Most people say that he has the second best power in the draft behind Torkelson. Like he and Kierstead are kind of like one-two there from the college side. Um, yeah, that, I guess it's a good pick for the Twins. Like at this point, things have gotten so weird. Let's see. We got Schuster off the board, Walker, uh, Bitsko, Soderstrom. Man, you know, there's still great players on the board. Uh, I like Beater. I like Dingler. Uh, Burns is kind of interesting. I thought somebody would take a, a chance on Tanner Burns because he's kind of a sure thing, uh, and he's still uh, uh, out there. That surprises me. 
Oh, God damn it, I don't mean to keep inking. I've got so much going on. Uh, how about Carl? How about Carl Ravage ripping ripping Manfred to his face on TV? I love that Sono two three five one. Uh, that little shrug or whatever. Um, I loved it. If we had a normal minor league season this year, where would Walker start? Uh, more than likely at, uh, uh, at in the GCL and the Gulf Coast League, just like most everyone else did. He doesn't have that like same advanced feel for the bat that you might say Gorman has. Maybe he starts off at Johnson City. I think the Cardinals will be aggressive at this point. I'd like to change my answer and say Johnson City. I think he'd start off at Johnson City uh, and then with the potential to work his way up. Uh, cards going to go college heavy tomorrow from Chi-Town Cards. Uh, I wouldn't – I think it all depends on – I think it all depends. I think that there's reason to believe that they'll go, they will go college heavy. I think it's, it's interesting that, like, the depth of uh, a pitching hasn't really, like, flown off the board yet. That's going to make these next couple rounds kind of interesting. Uh, but I think there's reason to believe that they do go college pitching heavy. My Walker comp is Matt Chapman's glove and Barry Bonds' bat. I like that. That's funny. March Hayden, bow ties and baldness tonight. From March Hayden, very well said that this would, if it wasn't the draft episode, it'd be the bow, the bow ties involved. This 37 is the one that was traded for Libertor, right? Yeah, that's correct. 37 was initially the Cardinals pick. Uh, Ben Cerruti says, I was looking for Jose Martinez's glove and Aaron Miles' bat, but I guess I'll take it. Yeah, Ben, you know, we were talking about Jordan Walker again. I know people are going to be frustrated about it. Uh, I would say that this is the kind of prospect that the Cardinals have done. Uh, I don't know. Look, we all we all get a little leery when we worry about the Cardinals drafting a hitter. Feel comfortable when they draft collegiate age pitching. Uh, but, you know, I remember a lot of people talking trash on the Dylan Carlson pick. I feel like the same kind of people are talking trash on the Jordan Walker pick. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Now, I don't think Walker is the athlete that uh, uh, um, Dylan Carlson was at the same time. But I don't think it's a bad pick. Uh, again, there are other picks I would have liked there. Uh, but... Um, you know, I get it. Keeper. Hey, what's up? I can't stay tonight. Love everyone, but mostly woo pig. Woo pig sweet. Uh, thanks, Kyle. Needed some baseball in my life from Benjamin Orr. Yeah. Again, I hope everybody enjoyed that little bit of uh, excitement we had. Um, I don't know how much longer pad will go. Uh, you know, Jordan Walker kind of threw everybody off. I think it threw everybody for a loop and we all just are kind of standing around staring at each other. I was not prepared to be honest. I thought Jordan Walker might end up being one of those guys that doesn't go as early as maybe they thought, and he might be a sign. Now, the, the Yankees just took Austin Wells, and that's really interesting. Uh, the, the non-catcher, who's probably going to have to play left or first, with the advanced feel for a bat, uh, goes to the Yankees. That's, uh, I guess that's a good pick for them. Uh, he is way more polished than Trey Fletcher, right? Yeah, way more polished. He, he is way more polished than Trey Fletcher. Uh, and again, like, I think Jordan Walker is the kind of guy that most of the, like, the new age scouts aren't going to particularly love. You know, there's an emphasis on pure athleticism over, like, uh, like if you had a pure athlete who was suboptimal as a baseball player, you take that guy over a, a baseball player who trumps his athleticism. I think Walker is a good balance of baseball player and athleticism. I think there's a lot of work to do. I think they're banking on that big brain of his and his commitment uh, he's a team leader. I think they probably fell in love with him talking to him, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And, uh, yeah, look, there's there's a road to go here. There, there's a ways to get there, and uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I Again, I don't have the same type of problem with the Jordan Walker pick. 
that a lot of other people has. I will, like I said, I've said it before, before, um, but I get, I, I don't think that this is going to be a pick that like traditional, like new age scouts are going to love. He gets a little long with the swing that hurts him. Uh, he is way more polished than Fletcher. Who unexpectedly makes their Cardinals debut in the shortened season? Uh, I don't know if Cody Whiteley counts. It's definitely him. Um, oh, what a good kid. Sorry. Um, and Cody Whiteley, maybe you go with some pitchers. Zach Thompson, you know, uh, maybe Angel Rondon, Johan Oviedo. I think with all those guys are kind of in the mix. Um, maybe, well, Jake Woodford, I thought. Griffin Roberts might be a name. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, maybe. Uh, um, Jose Godoy, maybe. Something like that. Just a couple names that come to my mind. Uh, Walker more exciting than Plummer at time of draft. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, for me at least, I'll take Jordan Walker over Nick Plummer uh, any day. Remember, Nick Plummer came from a cold climate, not Decatur, Georgia. He came from a cold climate where all hitters start off with a 1-1 count. Now, he was impressive in showcases. He was the number 12 pick at Baseball America, uh, uh, overall prospect in the draft of Baseball America. But there were a lot of red flags about Nick Plummer. And remember, that was about at the height like of the talk of the, uh, uh, the uh, Moneyball stage. And Nick Plummer looked like a Moneyball player. You know, decent speed, took a bunch of walks, power to grow into, uh, and it just never manifested. Eric Longenhagen from Famgrass says that Walker was in the early 20 range for most teams. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, that Jordan Walker picks a lot better than you're going to hear, like, new school scouts talk about. Uh, I think he's an old school scout type darling. Uh, maybe he ends up being the combination of the two. Ew, gross, a U of A guy in the first round. You know, maybe it's your influence on me, Hackma. Maybe that's what's making me uh, hate Austin Wells, the Arizona product. The Dodgers go Bobby Miller. Man, I thought the Dodgers would go a little more creative. I thought they might go Tanner Witt, or they might go um, Nick Sweeney, or uh, McMahon, or Sashoni. But they go Bobby Miller, who's a fast riser for Louisville. That's an interesting pick right there. Uh, what makes Walker high upside? Solid all-around or one-two high-end skill set? Uh, B.J. Brittingham, that's a great question. I think I think he's a smart kid. Uh, again, if you're talking about the intangibles before we get into skill set, he's a smart kid with a big mind and big athletic ability. Uh, I think he's a really good basketball player, too. I could be wrong about that. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I did a quick Twitter search, and that was one of the things that yielded. Uh, so brain, athleticism, and he's a, he's a gym rat. So he checks all of those boxes. If you're going to bet on this type of player, you do that. The size, the athleticism, the big arm is big. The big power is big. He needs to continue to refine his approach. Uh, you know, maybe he is somewhere in between Trajan Fletcher and Nolan Gorman on the, the athletic talent potential spectrum. Uh, maybe that's a good way of putting it without thinking about it too much. Uh, but again, it's, it's all about, I would imagine the Cardinals view him as with the ability to stick at third. I imagine that they're betting on that power potential and I imagine that they're betting on being able to refine his approach and his mechanics. Because I think his is more mechanical than I think it's actually approach. And I think that's a positive. It's not like Gorman where it's it's approach. It's not mechanical. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I like Jordan Walker a lot. Uh, you're a legend, Kyle. Love you, man. Jay Drake. Hey, what's up, Jay Drake? Welcome to Prospects After Dark. D. Harris Auto says, how close is Liberator to the majors? You know, so I was telling our group chat 
our fantasy baseball group chat that um so my thing about Liberador is the more I watch him, the more I get a little bit more concerned about his fastball. I think he's I think the other pitches, the slider curve combo is good. He still goes through his curve too much. Um, I think the slider curve combo is decent or is, is good. I think his changeup can come a long way. Where I worry about is the effectiveness of his fastball. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, but with that in mind, like, I think he can do a little bit better to get better extension. He extends well, but he's so big, I think he can get a little bit more extension. Uh, and I think you're talking about if he had had a full year, another full year at least. Walker linkiness reminds me of Jmart. Yeah, and I think that that's an easy comparison to make. I get that. Again, yeah, let him get a little bit more weight on, and uh, and we'll see what he can do. But yeah, like I get that he doesn't have that innate natural hit ability that Jmart has always showed throughout his entire life and career. Um, but he's still a pretty like he's still a pretty good prep hitter. Uh, you know, we we've heard. Hold on. Oh man, I'm telling you. I don't mind this pick at all. I know some people are going to mind it, uh, but I don't mind it. I don't mind it that much. And I, you know, he he doesn't run like a great. That, look, he can hit to all fields. He doesn't run like a great forty, or he doesn't have a great first uh, home to first time. But he's a pretty athletic kid who can run for his size, uh, and he can and he can push the ball to all fields. I don't mind this this pick at all. Um, it's just going to take a little bit of clean, uh, uh, probably quite a bit of uh, of cleaning up. I'm still jacked about Libertor. Yeah, I love Libertor too. That's exciting. Coach Harris says, can you explain what you mean by starting with a 1-1 count? Because from a northern climate. Yeah, that's it, Coach Harris. That's it. Uh, believe it or not, uh, in the area where he came from, where Nick Plummer came from, uh, they that league started um, – the count out one and one. And I think it was because a lot of those, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this, but I think a lot of those fields in Michigan didn't have lights maybe. So they were trying to get through it a little bit quicker and also the climate because it got cold so quick and it was always cold. So yeah, believe it or not, uh, it, it, they started off with a one, one count. And again, like, and now the other thing about Nick Plummer is he had a lot of showcase success. I believe he had team U18 success. Uh, there were a lot of things to get excited about with Nick Plummer, good athleticism, short stroke, good, poke the ball to all fields. Uh, some people thought he could stick in center. I think that there were some questions about that from the majority of us. Just like there's questions right now about uh, Walker sticking at third or back then about uh, uh, Gorman sticking at third. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's what was going on. Uh, Benjamin Orr, Austin Wills is a good ball player, but I live in Tucson, so I'm biased. Look, yeah, I think he's a good ball player too. Uh, his arm is stronger than it's given credit for. People graded out as average to below. I think it's average to – I think it's average. Um, I don't view him as a catcher because I think he's – he doesn't have that, like, lateral movement. I think his legs are a weakness. He has, he runs well for being a catcher that I just declared as having leg weakness. Um, but I, I think ultimately that's a guy who's a left baseman, first baseman. And I don't see 20 home run power there. I, I know I'm in the minority. You know, maybe 330 with 15 home runs. Maybe he becomes a modern-day Eric Cosmer at first base. Like, that, that's what I view him as. Uh, poor control for the one-one count. Uh, oh, the natural. Oh, Dowd said if there would have been a full year, he believes Walker would have been a top ten. Look, uh, Oh, Dowd is an idiot. He's been. I don't want to say that. That's not fair. Oh, Dowd has said some crazy stuff tonight. Some absolutely crazy stuff from the beginning. Uh, I, yeah, maybe. But there, are, like, nearly every one of these prep guys, nearly every one of these prep guys 
if the season would have gone on and they would have had success, had the potential to be a top 10 pick. Uh, that is, it's such a cop out statement. Not to like beat up on O'Dowd. I don't, I don't mean to, I really do not mean to do that. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Chi-Town Cards. Cards coaches will have to help him get a stable lead leg on contact, loses stability on contact. He doesn't always lose stability on contact, okay? Like, and as a matter of fact, from what I understand, that's something that's actually come a long way in the last year. Uh, I think a lot of the video you're seeing is you're seeing that, you know, sometimes uh, he, he rolls that, that left ankle a little bit. I, I, look, I think that's a bit overblown. It doesn't always happen, and it just so happens that you're seeing it quite a bit on some of the, the highlights that are out there. Um, I would also recommend uh, trying your hardest to find as much in-game stuff as possible. Now, I have had somebody ask me about Jordan Walker uh, uh, pitching, and he has pitched. I believe he's got a fastball up in the mid-90s, but I don't, uh, I don't think that that's something that uh, uh, is in his future long-term. You know, the, the, here, let me put it this way, Chi-Town Cards. The key is not, in my opinion, oh, hey, Jordan Westberg to Baltimore. Good for Baltimore. Uh, that's a great pick. I'm, I love Jordan Westberg. Man, Baltimore is, it seems like with the pick of uh, Westberg and uh, uh, Heston Kierstead, they're not sitting back and waiting. Uh, they want to turn that thing around in a couple years. Those are two great picks for them. Good for them. Uh, so to me, it's not only the, the front leg base where he kind of rolls it. I think it's more just getting his lower half more involved. You know, he kind of does that arm swing that we see out of Dexter Fowler, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. Uh, I think I think it's just getting a little bit stronger of a base, getting a little bit more separation to start, uh, and maybe, you know, not like completely cutting out that big leg kick. It's not even big, but like maybe even making it bigger, maybe getting those legs more involved. But that, that's what it's going to take for sure. Uh, Cardinals Way says, to be clear, the lengthiness wasn't, oh, no, I know Cardinals Way. I know, but I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I didn't make it clear that, and uh, that you had to correct it. Hack Muff, uh, Hack Muff says, Austin Wells only plays catcher because Jay Johnson couldn't replace Matt Dyer. That's uh, from the uh, the Pac-12 Northwest chapter of Friday. Yeah, and that's another great point VHS brings up that I completely overlooked. Like, two wrist injuries uh, uh, into his first two seasons in the minor leagues really threw off the potential for Nick Plummer. Yeah, that's that wasn't fair for me not to bring that up. And VHS, thank you so much for bringing it up. Yeah, uh, missed half of more than half of a season and a, nearly a full season uh, because of wrist injuries that both required surgery. I think uh, Plummer did have handmade injury. Hard to know how much that affected him. Uh, look, we've seen what kind of uh, damage hand injuries can do to a player. Uh, the Pirates have selected. <laughs> Carmen Majinski, wow. Uh, there are better pitchers on the board than Majinski. Orioles are going to take Westberg, Kyle. That's awesome. Uh, Tim, Co oh, uh, RD311 says Bryce Denton. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you mean by Bryce Denton. You'll have to elaborate. I know the Cardinals drafted him. Uh, Chi-Town Card says Tim Corbin has been fantastic on the broadcast, too. That they should just, and I'm on uh, ESPN because I couldn't take that MLB broadcast. They should just give the mic to Corbin and let him run. Coach Harris says, thanks, I had not heard of that in anything other than inter-squad or scrimmage games. Yeah, kind of crazy. Kyle Langdon just says, hi, Kyle, what's up? Graham says, Brady Whalen, love that Brady Whalen. Rumsfield says, hmm, I'm not sure the Mobo tie is a great fashion choice, although I would trust you uh, over him. Look, I don't know anything about fashion. Fashion, style. Um, no, I don't know anything about fashion, so I'm not going to be able to help you. 
Man, I got to change my draft board here so I can actually see what's happening. Ben Saruti. Uh, hold on. I'm in the wrong page. Oh, boy. Okay, cool. It's, it's switched over. Um, after taking Lacey Brown 1, if you're the Royals, who would you take here? You know, Ben, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm embarrassed. I've been doing a um, – how do you go about following college baseball? I subscribe to ESPN Plus, and I try to watch as much as possible. Uh, and then also the SEC Network, and I try to catch as much as I can online. Sometimes you got to look uh, in unconventional ways online to find a, 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 a college baseball game. Not all of them, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, wait, Ben said, after taking Lacey in round one, if you're the Royals, who would you take? Um, let's see. Uh, Tucker's off the board. Westberg is off the board. Uh, Shoney Lofton. Majinski's off the board. Wells is off the board. Uh, you know, they've got middle infielders. If Mike, so Mike Matheny's the coach there. I stay away from pitching as best I can. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with giving them a pitcher. Maybe Dingler, Dylan Dingler. Who are their catching prospects? Dylan Dingler would be a good move for them. They are taking Nick Lofton. That's a good pick for them. So that's exactly what I was going to say. I was talking about middle infielders. Nick Lofton is a good bridge prospect to Bobby Witt Jr. So that's not a bad move for them. Uh, how do you go about following college baseball? A Rumsfeld. Also, Mo Cantu podcast in a shower lane. Yeah. Look, I, I have a very unique set of skills, mostly making an absolute fool out of myself and annoying the vast majority of people that come in contact with me. Uh, Rumsfeld, Sling Orange, I think, will carry a lot of college, ESPN3, and such. Yeah, uh, again, I I subscribe. I have YouTube TV, and I subscribe to uh, uh, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, let's see. Uh, l- let me slide into something real fast. Uh, sorry. All right. So, you know, let's see. We've been doing this for about uh, an hour and a half, an hour and 15 minutes or so. Uh, I think that we're kind of at the end of this episode of Prospects After Dark. We have a very, very busy day tomorrow. Um, uh, uh, and, and we're going to have to see where it goes. But I think I think we'll I guess we'll end this episode of Prospects After Dark with a couple comments. Uh, I think you're going to hear a lot of. um uh, I think you're going to hear a lot of like um, mixed reviews about Jordan Walker. I think the the new age scouts might might turn on him a little bit, uh, and I get that. I understand that. You know, I, I understand the concerns with Jordan Walker. I, I'm not trying to downplay them. Uh, there is a contact tool there that needs uh, uh, enhancing. There is uh, some athletic ability that needs to be harnessed, but there's supreme raw power there. For a kid with a big brain and a, a fundamental hard work, uh, uh, he is a team leader and a gym rat, and he um, he's also the kind of guy who is like everybody's best friend. He has a charismatic personality, smart kid, smart lineage. His power is probably why he got drafted more than anything, along with the size. He's gonna have to put weight on more than likely. He's gonna have to continue to. Uh, uh, continue to build on the base, his lower half base, um, uh, strength-wise, make that thing more stable, uh, and continue to refine his swing so it's not as long as it can be sometimes. But beyond that, that's a pretty solid pick at 21. Uh, again, if you're if you're wanting to nitpick, Kate Cavalli was there, Tyler Soderstrom, 
Cavalli, the big right-handed pitcher out of Oklahoma, would have been a great pick for the St. Louis Cardinals there. Tyler Soderstrom, who went to the A's. Now, Cavalli went the next pick to the Nationals. Um, and then uh, uh, the A's ended up taking Tyler Soderstrom. The, the catcher would have been a great pick for the Cardinals, too. Uh, as the uh, the Diamondbacks take Slade Sashoni, uh, the Miami righty, the six foot four Miami righty with all the athleticism in the world and a couple of beautiful pitches along with a fastball to dream on. Uh, uh, good for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks have had a lot of great drafts these last couple years. Um, but I think Jordan Walker is a good pick at 21, and there will reasonably be questions about who else, who they should have taken uh, uh, as we mentioned those names, but I like Jordan Walker a lot. And again, don't be surprised if tomorrow there's a couple people who write about how great of a pick it is and a couple people write about how bad of a pick it is, how much of a reach it was. Uh, and to me, that's the nature of this particular draft. I, I think that, like I mentioned, in my book, I had Torque and Lacey at, uh, up top as one, two, and then Martin Mayer, or M- Martin Meyer, Gonzalez, Dean, Hancock, Kierstead, uh, three through eight. And then I had Hassel, Mitchell, Howard, Bailey, Abel as nine through 13. And then pretty much 14 through 26, I kind of have all the same. And then 27 through 41, I have all in like the same group. So I think if anything, it speaks to the fact that once you got outside of the top 20, uh, once Ed Howard went, once Garrett Mitchell went, while uh, uh, Cade Cavalli would have been good, while Tyler Soderstrom would have been good, or uh, a Burns or a Walker or Wilcox or who are Burns or Wilcox or Sashoni or McMahon or any of those guys would have been good or Beater who is still on the board, which blows my mind because Clayton Beater is a great draft pick prospect. And I guess people are worried about the arm, uh, uh, the arm injury there um, or the arm potential. But I, I like that guy a lot. Maybe he'll fall to 54. He won't, but maybe he'll fall. That'd be amazing. Oh. But anyways, I think uh, uh, Jordan Walker at 21 is more a product. Uh, uh, more a product of just like the cl- – sorry, I, I'm so sorry about being distracted. I'm never this distracted, and I apologize. That, that's not like me. I feel bad. Uh, please, please accept my apologies. But um, uh, I think it's a product of kind of like talent being vast and strong and big in this draft. Um, and kind of having a preference as to what direction you want to go. Rumspell, not to Bogart comment, but I work half a mile from Dozer Park. No Chiefs baseball sucks. Yeah, that's a bummer, bud. I'm sorry to hear that. Ben says, good job, my man. Thanks, bud. Are you padding tomorrow Tomorrow from Cardinals Way? Yeah, tomorrow at 4 Central time. Uh, that's when rounds two through five commence. I will... So Cardinals pick 54th. I'll probably jump on around pick 50. We'll run through at least pick 93, I would think, depending on how things go. Uh, and uh, from there, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Like, I might go to 122. I might go to one uh, 152. More than likely, I'll stop at 93, and we'll talk it over. But, yeah, tune in tomorrow for Prospects After Dark, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll take you to the promised lands of at least picks. 54, 63, 70, and 93, and we'll see where it's going. Uh, the Natural, what college arm would you be pumped about dropping to the cards in the second? Uh, I like Cole Henry a lot. Uh, I like, now, again, I don't think Tanner Burns drops, but, you know, Tanner Burns would be a, a, a really good pick in that range. 
Uh, Justin Lang was just selected by San Diego. That's uh, You talk about Anderson Espinoza of this draft. Holy cow. And I believe, and I could be wrong, but Justin Lang has arm issues written all over him, and I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to be that guy. I hate being that guy, and I, I, I end up being that guy more than I feel comfortable being. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess, guys, that as I look at my board, just to remind myself, I like Nick Garcia, uh, the D3 righty. Um, I think out of Chapman. Uh, I like C.J. Van Eyck. That wouldn't be bad at 54. I like Cole Henry. I, again, the LSU righty. I love him. He has a history of arm issues, and I think the Cardinals will steer away from that. But I like him a lot. I don't think Clayton Beater drops much further than he has at this point. Um, but Clayton Beater would be great. My buddy Hackmuff says, out of, out of the night. Cheers, Kyle. To you, Hackmuff. To all of my pad people, I raise my glass. I'm dripping in anticipation for tomorrow. Me too, buddy. Me too. Um, you know, Dex Fulton would be an interesting kid. The lefty, the prep lefty uh, with the big curveball. He'd be interesting. Sam uh, 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 Sam Weatherly would be interesting. The lefty out of Clemson. Logan Allen, the lefty out of Florida International. Um, Ian Seymour. I'd keep an eye on Ian Seymour, the lefty out of Virginia Tech. Um, they, all those guys could be options. You know, I've said it before from the outfield, uh, the outfield, the collegiate outfielders. I like Hudson Haskins a lot. I love uh, um, uh, Tyler Gentry or Gentry, big K potential there um, from Alabama. He's pretty solid. I like Solari and Nwogu. Um, Solari from uh, Tennessee, Nwogu from Michigan. I like those guys a lot. Uh, Jesse Franklin from Michigan is an interesting guy. The guy that, again, Hudson Haskins is a guy that I really like. You're talking later in the draft. I'll take the crop of utility infielders that include Hayden Cantrell and Trey Cruz. Um, I like those guys a lot. Give me those switch hitters all day, every day. Um, look, I, I am I am definitely excited about tomorrow. Uh, I think that the Cardinals at 54, 63, and 70 have a chance of doing some, like, some really, really good stuff. Uh, there's a guy. Oh, um, Xavier Warren is another guy. Sorry, I, I knew I had written down Xavier Warren's name, and I wanted to make sure not to forget him. I like Xavier Warren a lot. He's a switch-hitting utility player. Uh, that would be a good pick there. So, yeah, that's uh, those are some of the names that I'm looking for tomorrow and hope fall. And then after that, we'll get super, uh, super into it and see where it goes. Uh, great work, Kyle. The bow tie was unexpectedly sexy from Brian Hellman. Thank you very much, Brian, to you. Uh, Yankee Zach Veen in Colorado is going to be dangerous. Yeah, good for Colorado. I root for, look, uh, any team that gets top five or top ten talent. You know, in the, the Colorado picked ninth, but, like, I'm at, look, I like Zach Veen. I like Colorado. I would like for Colorado to be good because I think it makes the NL West that much more interesting. And Zach Veen gets them one step closer. Uh, Drew Maurizio says, oh, God, I didn't miss Pat. Yeah, you missed an intense Pat, Drew Maurizio. You're going to have to go back and watch it, but uh, we talked about Jordan Walker and the surprise it was as a Cardinals first pick. Um, yeah, yeah we, look, we talked it over. Uh, remember, Drew, tomorrow, if you can make it at 4 Central time, we're probably going to do prospects after dark for picks 54, 63, 70, and 93. Uh, anyone else, 43? Hi, Kyle Mozeliak. Hello, anyone else, 43? Drew Maurizio, so I missed the first part of this. What's your opinion on Walker? Uh, just the, uh, the rundown is... Look, he, he has some mechanical adjustments he's going to have to make. He's going to have to shore up uh, his foundation, his lower half foundation. He's going to have to cut down on the, having a long swing, which comes to fruition, uh, about as much as you would expect from a prep 
righty who's six foot five. As the Rockies select Drew Romo, that's a good pick for the Rockies. I see what the Rockies did there. That makes a lot of sense. Good for the Rockies. Man, that's good thinking. That was uh, that's good. That's that's good preparation in the draft for the Rockies. Wow, that's 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 good work. Um, I think that the raw power is there. I think he can stick at third, and if not, I think he'll be able to play first or the outfield, left or uh, left or right field. Remember, he's a pretty athletic kid. He's not super fast, but that arm will play in right field for sure. Uh, but the power is real. There's a hit tool to dream on, although it has a lot of work to do. And while I wouldn't have mind Cade Cavalli or Tyler Soderstrom going at that pick in particular, or Clayton Beater, who's still on the board, um, I, I don't mind it at 21. Hey, Card Chat, what's up? Uh, Walker Mania is running wild. Ella, you high from Sierra Leone, West Africa. That's incredible. So Sierra Leone, West Africa. Uh, George Sono 2351 says Jordan Walker will look great in an isotope uniform. I see what you did there. I think I just watched Kyle fall in love with the Rockies. Yeah, you might have. Look, I like the Rockies. I've always liked the Rockies. I've always been a fan. Uh, gotta run. We'll see you for picks two through seven tomorrow. We'll see you. All right. So for everybody, uh, prospects after dark, who was here tonight, we had a pretty good crowd there for a little bit that kind of went to nowhere. Uh, I raised my glass again. We're doing this tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. I, I, I don't beg you, but I'd appreciate it if you were here tomorrow. It makes it all worth doing. But to all the pad people, I raise my glass. Again, 54, 63, 70, and 93 tomorrow are going to be a lot of fun. Those first three, uh, uh, 54, 63, 70, those, that's where the money is going to be. That's where it matters. That's where the money is. Uh, and that's where the draft will be made or broken. Like, Jordan Walker doesn't make or break this draft. Uh, you don't have to look any further than 2015. They drafted Nick Plummer, and then they get DeYoung and Helsley and, you know, like Edmund. And, like, that's a deep draft. It's these next picks that will decide what kind of draft this is. You know, sometimes you can draft Barry Bonds in the first round, and that makes Very rarely does that happen. So it all comes down to what you do with these next picks. I uh, got to run. Never forget Riley Pint. That's funny, man. I've had a lot of conversations about Riley Pint these last couple of weeks. How do I be here? Uh, how do I be here tomorrow? Uh, follow me on Twitter at KYLER416, uh, and you can jump on in. Thanks for all the hard work, Kyle. Can't wait for prospects after dark tomorrow. Colin, thank you so much for being here. But again, to all my pad people, I raise my glass. So I'm new on this app. Please help if you can. I wish I could help you. Tanner Burns goes to Cleveland. That's a good pick. You know, Cleveland will maximize him. Uh, and ESPN's doing a good job of explaining it right now. He does a really good job of getting on top of his pitches, and that's why his pitches are so nasty. All right, so for everybody at Birds on the Black, I raise my glass, too. For the incredible Cardinals gifts, who's been kind of quiet here tonight, uh, I wanted to make sure that everything was okay with him. I Look, I love Cardinals gifts, and if you have a problem with Cardinals gifts, uh, I don't understand it, but, uh, I, we all do strange things and we all like what we like and we all hate what we hate and we all don't like what we don't like. Uh, it's part of the human condition and just embrace whatever makes you happy. Uh, I am bummed that he was kind of quiet tonight, but that's whatever. That's everyone's allowed to be that way. But, um, I, uh, I am grateful to be a part of birds on the black with him. A uh, little insight tonight was actually going to be my last night of prospects after dark. But we're going to stick around for just a little bit longer. Uh, not only tomorrow, but through that. So uh, you guys make that possible. You guys make me want to do it. Gifts makes me want to do it. The Birds on the Black family makes me want to do it. Um, so uh, to Gifts, to Ben Cerruti, who I did the amazing uh, uh, pro, uh, draft like primer with. 
uh, over the weekend. Check that out. That was a podcast. You're going to want to listen to that. Um, that's great. Tara Wellman and Alex Christopoli do chirps. Uh, Zach Gifford does nerds on the black uh, on Tuesday nights at like 8, 830. Uh, keep an eye out for that. That's a periscope like this. That's wonderful. Amazing. Zach's the best, man. Um, Nick Children and, and Chill, who does gifts and works with Ben a lot and Ben's articles uh, over the offseason, which have all been great. Uh, Stu Styles, who does the game recaps when the games are played. Hopefully we can get uh, Zach and we can get uh, 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 Stu some recaps here in the very near future. Um, uh, and then, you know, like uh, Josh is not home and Rachel Wren, who are contributors every once in a while. Uh, SEO Cup of Joe, who's a contributor every once in a while. I raise my glass to all of them. Uh, and all the extended birds on the Black family who have contributed in one way or the other over the years. All of them. Let's see. Tanner Burns can attack those corners. Yeah, so what Tanner Burns does extremely well... The can raise. Uh, what Tanner Burns does extremely well is throw his fastball with command. If the Rays get beater, Alika Williams... God, the Rays are going to turn Alika Williams into a dude. Um... Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what I was saying. Oh, so Tanner Burns throws the ball, throws his fastball, commands it really well, and plays his stuff off of it really well. Like, that's a really good starting pitcher who I've kind of talked trash on just because he's boring, but he's better than I've given him credit for. He and Nick Lofton are the same guy. Just one's a pitcher and one's a f- infielder. And I never give them the, um, the credit that they deserve for being as good as they are. Cards Chat says, what are your thoughts on the draft on ESPN? Fan of what they are doing. So remember that for most of the draft, I have, I've had it on mute, and I've just kind of looked. Um, I've had a lot of other – I've had DM conversations up. I've had emails up. I've had uh, – my phone's been going off this entire time. Uh, so I haven't been watching it as much. I know that the Harold Reynolds, Dan O'Dowd thing that was going on on MLB Network was not cutting it for me. Uh, and just the graphics that I've seen, I'm a fan of. Uh, so that's the other thing. Like, MLB Network, if you're MLB Network, just let Carlos Colazzo do his thing. Let Tim Corbin do their thing. Like, don't get the names involved. Just put them to bed. But, like, Kylie McDaniel was doing a good job earlier. I think Carl Ravitch is doing a good job. So, yeah, I, I like what ESPN's done with what I've seen. Uh, just soaking this all in. Rogue15, thanks for saying you want to do it. That'll make for a good audio poll for your at bat song. Oh, hey, Rogue15. To my friend Taylor who's on the kickback, uh, the kickball team. Taylor, I love you, bud. I miss you. It was nice seeing you at uh, 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 Schnucks. Um, I would have pulled that mask down and kissed you right on your dumb Chicago Cubs loving mouth, you man bear. You'd be an otter. You'd be a man otter is what you'd be, you man otter. Uh, love you, Kyle. GM Gersh, take a, a TV takes a leak of Williams to end the night. I love you too, GM Gersh. Again, to all my pad... Everybody wants a piece of you. <laughs> uh, Jay Rope says, <laughs> Taylor Tyler says, <laughs> uh, Ed Howard, baby. It hurts. I wanted it. I wanted it Howard so bad, Taylor Tyler. To everybody at Pat, everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, everybody who's put up with me through all my annoyances, uh, all my shrills, all the ridiculous shit that I've said over the years. Uh, the Again, the supreme annoying human being I've been. I raise my glass to all of you. I love the draft. Uh, I love prospects. I love being able to share all of this with you. And that's it. That's the end of the first half of our draft pad. Come back tomorrow, uh, Resistance, uh, when, we, when we'll when definitely be live after 4 o'clock 
for picks 54, 63, and 70, 93 probably, uh, depending on how fast they're rolling through them, of course. Uh, and we can really, really get into it, and I'm really, really excited about that. But uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, if you were watching this or if you listened to this, you were part of the Reese Existence family. We'll see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, as you learn about Jordan Walker, I wish you nothing but the most luck, success, and happiness hunting.